All right, Gabe. You ready? Well, I want, I want to want you to pop that before we start the intro of the show. Sorry for my chewing. <laughs> my, my sister found Samoas in her room that haven't expired yet. I'm like, give me that chip. Nice. Mm-hmm. I argue that the Samoa is the best Girl Scout cookie. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Samoas are great. You ready for this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, uh, it's our live soda review? Yeah, well, yeah. We'll get into that, but I just <laughs> wanted to give the pop before we got into the, the nitty-gritty, but... Sure. If you're ready, I am. Yeah, let's roll it. <laughs> what is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kid Podcast, episode number 73. This is where you say 7-3. Seven, 7-3. Three. Seven, three. There you go. Um, so, it is a blistering, brutally hot day on the south side of Chicago, it's Illinois. Filthy. Yeah, uh, Gabe said, "Don't go outside." As he walked into my house with sunglasses, with sunglasses, and he's still wearing them because apparently he's still soaking in that <laughs> wonderful, wonderful UV rays. Oh man! But yeah, so before we get too down and and dirty, and before we get into the the actual podcast, Gabe has brought the was it's the peanut butter soda. No, this is not peanut butter. This is not peanut butter. You soda. have no idea what this is. Oh, what are you gonna do to me? Oh, okay. so this is gonna be. Let's see if you can guess the flavor. Oh man! So Jake has no idea what this is. He hasn't seen any labels, no nah. descriptions. He All brought, you can see is the color. Really, he, he brought it in a brown paper bag. Oh man, is it cold at least? It's, it's, yeah, it's it's nice and cold. All right. All right, man. Well, uh, this is the other bottle I picked up. Okay. Okay. I can't. I'm not really getting a scent off that, are you? Not really. No, no. No. All right, well, I'm kind of hoping that we just kind of drink this as we do our regular topics. And okay. Just kinda... Well, I'll determine that based on how it tastes like, Gabe. All right, well, uh, cheers. <laughs> cheers, my friend. All right, let's see. Initial impressions. <laughs> I taste it. I know what it is. <laughs> Mm. Well, first off, I will say it's not. It's not terrible, right? Do you think I was going to throw some really weird. Back- what is that kick in the back of my throat? <laughs> what is that? Wait, hold on. <laughs> there's a kick. In, there's a kick to this. Like a weird kick in the back of the throat. Is this Buffalo Buffalo soda? Buffalo wing soda? Yes. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> uh, I'm like, it didn't taste bad. <laughs> the only reason why I guess is because I knew it exists. If I didn't know it exists, I would have been like cinnamon or something. It's not. No, it's not bad at all. It's actually. not horribly bad. This is actually a lot more tame than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but there's definitely a kick there. And it was something that kind of creeped up. It wasn't like a, a front-loaded kind of a burn. Did it like... Flashbacks of like Buffalo Wild Wings to you, kinda. You're like, where am I? Yeah, well, what year is it? Adrian, wanna try this? Wanna try this? No, you suck. You're not adventurous. But uh, that, that's actually kind of nice. It's not bad. It's not bad. So yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it, it's by a brand called Lester's Fixin. Yeah, I've heard of that Buffalo one. Buffalo yeah. wing soda. It's not horrible. Y'all get your fixins. Right on the bottle. Lester fixins. Okay. You have any more? I'm starting to get the, starting to get a smell off it. Are you? No, maybe no, not really. Line playing tricks on it, it. It started off as kind of like a dull orange kind of a flavor. 
you know, like because of the fizz. Yeah, yeah, the fizz kind of soaked up the, the flavor. The color, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a placebo effect kind of a thing because the brain said it saw orange, so it's like, oh, it's got to be some orange. So I'm getting some of that spice in the back of my throat. Yeah, it's the it's the burn. It's the burn. Never thought you'd get burn drinking soda. Huh? Yeah, a little weird. It's really what the, what you it's put into it. I like it. Yeah, I dig it. It's not bad. Where'd you get that again? Uh, we picked it up out of this uh, out of this uh, candy <laughs> store in Pennsylvania. Okay. So you said there's a place like that in Lagrange, right? That sells sodas. I'll uh, I'll follow up. Maybe I can find some more. We can make this a regular thing. Yeah, that's that's not bad. I'm probably not gonna finish it. <laughs> Let's see. Hold on. Let me get another sip before. Yeah, that's weird. I um, I kind of like it. I kind of like. <laughs> I it. like it. That's. Good. I, I thought I'd hate it. But yeah. I think I like this more than the peanut butter, actually. Really? Yeah. The peanut butter was kind of not flat in carbonation, but kind of flat in taste. Okay. This is this has a distinct profile. Yeah. It's more of the burn. This is not like I said. It's not violently bad. It's just it's a little bit of like <clears throat> at the back of the throat. Yeah, this is interesting. I like this. Yeah, interesting. Complex. Hmm. But yeah, Gabe. So I guess we'll roll into the, like the normal the normal podcast. But we'll start off with the regular man. How was your week, bro? Broseph, Broham, bro, uh, it was right, man. I was fighting a, a throat infection, so Ooh. if you hear me, <laughs> and I'm just a little fucked up. Wait, how did that happen? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like joints. So you, how long have you been fighting? How many days? Uh, a couple of days. Mm. Got meds last night, uh-huh. so I feel a lot better today. But uh, yeah, man, if you would have heard me yesterday, I was just in and out with the voice thing. Oh, yeah? Sounded like I've been smoking for 40 years. Ah, happy that. Bummer. That sucks. So other than that, nothing new? Nothing new. Cool. Copy that. Same old shit here as well. But yeah, so we'll get into the the topic. So me and Gabe have determined we are kind of top heavy when it comes to, or bottom heavy rather, when it comes to movies and TV. And usually we cover that last. But for the sake of having stuff to talk about, like right into the into the podcast, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get into the movie. So... I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this yet. Oh, I have. You have? Okay. I have. I think it's great. I have the same kind of... Uh, mentality. Mentality when it comes to... Uh, like when Sausage Party came out, remember? How we kind of like, oh, wow, this is going to be fucking funny. And it was kind of, eh. So now I'm kind of scared. And it has, what's her name? Melissa McCarthy. And she's absolutely, completely unfunny to me in most regards. So I'm kind of scared of it. But um, yeah, the Happy Time Murder is essentially a whodunit murder mystery... Uh, with Muppet style, with Muppet style, which I guess Sesame Street got wind of this and start is gonna sue for something. I guess probably for the tagline like this: "All ses- no Sesame, all street" or something like that. It was the tagline for this, so Sesame Street got upset and they're just gonna sue. I guess I don't know. Oh my god! But this is also kind of weird. I'm but, totally sidetracked. But usually, like Maddie watches us, right? And she kind of just sits there and hangs out. But now it's like my child, my wife, and uh, my daughter, or, or and Maddie. Well, you're my daughter too. Sometimes my, my child, my uh, wife, and my daughter, yeah, uh, are all sitting there. So I feel like we have an audience. It's kind of weird. What else is new? <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, I think it's interesting. So your opinion is you like it and you're gonna see it. I like the trailer, man. I thought it was a really good trailer. Yeah, you saw the red band, right? The red band yeah, one, yeah, okay. obviously. Yeah, it's the good one. Yeah, the good one for sure. Uh, we'll see it. I think. I think it's something that I think worth, it'll be fun. Or something worth checking out at the very least. Be something ridiculous that will probably. You know, I'm still kind of cut up on this soda. To be yeah, I, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. You got a big ass water jug there too, man. I gotta stay hydrated when yeah. it's 90 fucking degrees out. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. The plan for the weekend was to not do anything. 
I told that to Nick because Nicky invited me over to his, his place yeah. or your, your your guys' places. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, come by." I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, this is <laughs> this is this is my my days to soak in the fucking air and just kind of chill out and, not do and air dry." Mm-hmm. Jacob is officially old, especially with uh, you know, we're not working Sundays this week, so I'm like, let me fucking enjoy my day off actually, without having to do nothing really. But uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, so you put fake news under this, so but I did see fake, I guess fake mock-up artwork for what the new Ed and Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie would look like. So did you know how this whole thing started? No. Uh, it was a tweet to one of the voice actresses who did May Canker. Uh. And it was like, hey, you know, would you guys ever consider doing like a continuation or, you know, something like that? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, I'd love to. And everybody blew it way out of proportion. And everybody's like, oh, my God. And probably what you saw was fan artwork yeah. at the end of the day. Because the creator uh, shut that shit down. Yeah. He's, he's like, no, we're done. Yeah. And um, so I put fake news because it's obviously fake news. People yeah. blew it out of proportion, took it as something it's not. And um, but I wanted to kind of take this opportunity to what? to showcase that Edit and Eddie is a very well cared for product. Yep. And I think that it was um, I think it was done well, man. It has one of the best endings in a TV show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. With you know Ed finding his big brother or Eddie, I should say, finding his big brother and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of ties it all up nicely. Uh huh. And I don't know, man. It just it it's a lot. And growing up with these characters, it was cool. Stuff like that, but I don't think that the creator, first of all, wants to do anything more. Mm-hmm. And out of respect for the show, there should be no more like done. Uh, I think this is coming up because I know they're they're redoing Thundercats as well, Ugh. and I th- I saw the mock-up for that artwork, and it's like brutal, yeah. like really like it looks like a caveman did it, and it's kind of bad. Um, I think uh, out of m- most shows, I think. The artwork for how like it's drawn and animated is very important to how Eddie was kind of presented. Uh, it was like nothing else. Yeah, it was, it was different, and uh, so for them to kind of water it down with what they're doing now with a lot of these other cartoons, it's kind of meh. Yeah, like the animation or not, you know, you knew what it was. Yeah, because there was nothing else on the air at that time that was doing anything even remotely close. And probably one of the catchiest opening themes ever. Oh, yeah, the, the whistles. Theme. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, so kind of, I mean. Kind of leave it alone, I think. Uh, my, I would say that's like sacred territory. Yeah, my my first initial reaction was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then I kind of think of it, what they've done with other stuff that they brought back, and it's kind of like, eh, maybe not. Leave it alone. Because, like, I don't know if you've turned on Cartoon Network recently, but they got some stupid shit on there. Yeah. Like the adventure of Gumball and Uncle Grandpa or whatever the fuck it's called or whatever the hell. Hard piss. Give me back 2008. Yeah, right. So, it is what it is. So, the game, this is you. This next one is you. Uh, okay, so we got a second Lego movie coming out. Yes, we do. February 2nd, 2019. Mm-hmm. Did you see the first one? I did. No, I did not, actually. I saw bits and pieces of the first one. It was good. Yeah. I like it. I like the Lego Batman movie. I thought that was fucking awesome. Well, there you go. I mm-hmm. um, think it's a good avenue to pursue. Mm-hmm. Lego's kind of a... Obviously, it's a brand, but it's kind of its own force. Yep. Hasn't really changed much in the past 50 years. Yep. I think it's great. Uh, I'm excited. Yep. I really enjoyed the first one. Should be good. Probably going to go check out the second. Yeah. You see the Batman one? <clears throat> I have not. It's on the list. Yeah, it's it's good. I definitely check it out. They had uh, some fairly pretty uh, funny homages to like everything Batman has done. Uh, it's like past and present and all that good stuff. So it's kind of funny. Cool, cool. He's like, oh yeah, we went through like a weird phase in the sixties and stuff like that. Like <laughs> it was funny. It's some good stuff in there. But uh, so yeah, the Lego movie. I thought that was kind of interesting. Moving, like, continuing on with uh, after re- piggybacking off that, I guess Jake Gyllenhaal is 
lined up to play Mysterio in the Ray next. Mysterio? Not Ray Mysterio. Mysterio. Is that going to make Ryan Reynolds Eddie Guerrero? Sure. But, uh, yeah, he's guess he's lined up to play Mysterio in the new Spider-Man flick. Cool, cool. And I've been... He, it's funny because Mysterio is kind of one of those characters that doesn't really matter who plays him because based on his look, like he has the big yeah, the helmet, big mask. Yeah. So I don't really understand why it even really matters. I guess it's kind of a you know physical performance. I guess it's kind of important, especially when you don't have facial expressions when yeah, it comes you to you got to be animated to play yeah. Mysterio, I guess. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of an interesting call and he's, he's a relatively big star. So I dig Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised he didn't pick something with more uh, facial exposure, but oh well, I'm not his agent. Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> I don't know, uh, you know, but you know these ma- these movies make a ton of money, so I think that was kind of all you really need <laughs> to get a guy Give like that. Me the money, yeah, show the money. So that's kind of cool. Cool stuff. Yep. Cool stuff. Uh, so how do you how do you feel about the Men in Black series? I like them. Yeah, I like them. They're they're not um, like the greatest ever, but I like them. Did you see three? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, better than two. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, a lot better. I think my first one, is, my favorite one, is still the first one though. Okay, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So we're getting a prequel for the Men in Black stuff now. Okay. And um, I didn't even know we were getting a prequel till Liam Neeson signed on mm-hmm. to be in the prequel. Because he, he's he, playing. I guess the UK has a similar program. Okay. In this universe, so he's going to play like the president organizer, or whatever of that whole thing. Is Will Smith involved in this somewhere? I think it's uh the other guy. What's his face? Tommy Lee. Yeah, there we go. I think it's going to be Tommy Lee and how he came to be. Where he's at. Okay. But it's like Will like Smith like producing it or something. Oh. I have no idea what's going on with Will Smith in this movie. Copy that. We'll find out. Liam Neeson is, a good cho- is an interesting choice for that. <laughs> he's a little serious. Yeah. For, so for my, role like Men in Black. I guess that, well, he played Zeus in Clash of the Titans, so I guess he doesn't take himself that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really when you play movies like that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, oh, shit. What's going on with my phone? All right. Uh, so... I, I don't know if this is even related to Disney, to be honest. I don't even know. But uh, it's a movie called Mowgli, right? And it's based off the character from The Jungle Book. I don't know if it's a sequel to the movie that already came out. I don't know if it's even related. But Andy Serkis is involved. And Andy Serkis is the godfather of facial animation, right? I think it's safe to say that. Uh, he did was involved in all the Planet of the Apes and all that good stuff, among many other things. I think he also played uh, Schmeagle from yep. Lord of the Rings. Uh, and I guess he says it's kind of like a darker take on the Jungle Book. As it, oh yeah, as we were it, supposed to get that last time. But yeah, but with I don't know. I feel like I trust his judgment and the fact that he's saying that is a good thing, especially with how dark the Planet of the Apes movies took. So I think it's kind of interesting. Again, I don't know if it's Disney related. I think it would have to be no. When it kind of have to be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting, and I think I might have checked that out. I didn't even see the new Jungle Book. Did you? No, I haven't seen a junk book since like the original 70s movie release or whatever it was. Yeah, copy that. Was that like 90s? Yeah, uh, no, that's definitely older. Yeah. Definitely older. That's definitely older, yeah. Uh, but I think it's kind of an interesting kind of take and we'll see how it turns out. Cool, cool. Um, let's talk a bit about macaroning. So, is that how you say it? I've never said it out loud. What? Macaroning. Macaroni? Matt. Groaning. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying macaroni. I'm like, what? Macaroni. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> the dude who created The Simpsons. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. And Futurama, mm-hmm. and Partook, and a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, he's got a Netflix original coming up. Does called, he? Uh, Disenchanted? Disenchantment, I'm sorry. Okay. And it's medieval-themed. Hmm. I'm kind of excited. I'm a fan of his work. So it's like the animated kind of a deal, I'm assuming, yeah, it's, too? Yeah, it's animated. You could totally tell it's him, too. Like, the style is all macaroni. Mm. So <clears throat> I just think it's kind of interesting how Netflix is scooping up all these guys and producers and creators and what have it not... <clears throat> This is a big name. Obviously, I think he's still going to be doing The Simpsons. 
Yeah. Because it it's just got, broke the world record of yeah. longest running show ever. It's, what was this? What was the one before that? In regards to long show ever. It was some show out of like the eighties or whatever. Okay. But. It was 636 episodes, and Jesus. they're past that now. Jesus Christ. They've been on air for 27 years. That's crazy. 27, yeah. And now he's doing the side project. I dig it. I dig the whole medieval theme. I've seen screen caps of the style. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be cool, man. I think we're going to see a much wilder side because shit, Netflix don't really care. Yeah, and you can only get away with so much on Fox. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean... um, I thought I think you commend Simpsons for just kind of staying relevant for all his time and so kind of pumping out funny material. I um, you know, it, it did kind of take a nosedive in quality, but it is still funny and relevant, like you said. Yeah. As opposed to like Family Guy, where their nosedive made him completely irrelevant and mm-hmm. nobody watches it anymore. So. Yeah. Is this still on? Like actively? Yeah, it's still on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Point in case. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to that team. Yeah. That's dedicated to making. You know, friendly little yellow people and fish with three eyes. But check it out. I don't have a date for you guys, but shit, you'll know. When you boot up Netflix, it's the first thing that I'll go. Yes, sir. Yep. Cool. Cool So, so wait. So, when we, wait, I'm sorry. Did, so, it's not out yet then? It's not out. <clears throat> it is not out yet. <laughs> I told you my voice is in and out today. Copy that. All right. Not out. So, interesting. I'll definitely check that out, though. Let me know when it comes Keep out. Posted. I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll let me know. Uh, so, this is also you, Gabe. Oh, cool. So, we finally got... Um, what is the word I'm looking for? We finally got a oh. setting for the Obi-Wan prequel. Okay. It is going to take place on Tatooine. It is that time frame where he's looking after Luke. Uh-huh. From, you know, obviously after three, four, right before four, it's yeah. going to be that time frame where yeah. he is the desert hermit. Yeah. And he is taking care of people. And it's supposed to be like a diplomatic kind of deal with some politics on Tatooine and some sand people. So... Wasn't uh, Tatooine kind of void of all the politics? Wasn't that kind of the point? From the world we know. Yeah. From what we've been presented. That might be because Obi-Wan at the end of the day. Yeah. Maybe it was very political driven. Well, even when... You got to remember, there is a slave trade going on. That's true. Tatooine. But it didn't seem like that was coming to an end with fucking uh, Jawa still in power. Still, uh, I think it's interesting. Out of all the Obi-Wan setting stories, places you could have taken place, this one... Yeah, because I feel like this one hasn't really been explored. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I said this yesterday, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, where it's like, with the because Solo came out, and it's like I found, I'm at this place where I'm not hyped to see a Star Wars movie, and that's kind of sad. I never thought that day would ever come. Uh, but I mean, obviously, I'm an Obi Wan fan, so I'm gonna go see it. And do we have confirmation who's playing them? Do we know? Is no, it, nothing yet. Copy that. Um, so I mean, I think they probably could have picked something a little bit more interesting right but the whole thing is are you going to retell a story that's already been told is the big thing because obviously you would want to see clone wars obi-wan that's Uh, not really probably peak no not really i'd want to see origin story obi-wan coming up as you know a young man or before he became a jedi and then kind of being discovered in his adventure as like an early padawan and all that stuff so i don't know we'll see yeah i have faith yeah i guess but uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. I'm glad that we got the setting on that. Um, is there any going to be any callbacks at all? Obviously, we don't know. I'm, I don't even. <laughs> yeah. know, I don't know why I'm even asking that. But uh, so if it's based solely on tattooing, I'm wondering. <laughs> you alright, Gabe? Yeah, man, it's sort of starting to get to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe's starting to make a face. What? What are you doing? What are you doing? Look at her. Why are you so excited? 
The baby has risen. Yes. She's crazy. But yeah, so I yeah. I mean I guess we'll see how how it turns out. Um but it is what it is, right? So we're gonna slide to music. We'll do music. Cool, cool, cool. Uh so you're the guy who put this down and I want you to let me know what's going on with Kevin Lyman. Sure. Uh so it's not anything crazy. Mm-hmm. He just kinda tweeted that, you know, after this year's warp tour, he's gonna have his first ever summer vacation in twenty odd years, twenty six years, twenty seven, yeah. something like that. Sounds about right. And I guess this dude wants to go out and teach. Oh, yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah. I saw that. I, was, I thought that was kind of interesting. I never really knew that. He's about teaching him. what exactly? I don't know. I think I thought he put it out that like he's teaching in Southern California or something. He's going to be teaching something. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I, I don't think it's going to be music, though. I thought it was. I thought it was music business, music business related. Ah, that's what it might be, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. But, um,. Yeah, good for I, him. I thought, I thought it was cool, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to have a life after this, right? And uh, when when he kind of put it into perspective, like, this is going to be my first summer vacation in 20-odd years, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Because it really is work at yeah. the end of the summer, you know? It's not... He, he's, uh, again, you watch the, that Warped Tour documentary, he's like the most stressed out guy every single day, because obviously he has a whole town to run, essentially. Oh, yeah. Uh, the town that you build in a day and a tear down in the same day. It's kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's good for him. I mean, obviously, he's, he still kind of has winters off. So it's kind of like a trade because he'd be working during the winters now, obviously, because school. And yeah, whatnot. whatever, though. Good for him, man. I think it's good uh, that they, uh, whatever, you know, whatever university picked him up, that they have somebody with, you know, actual with field 26 yeah, years of field experience proof that they actually are good at their job. Yeah, man. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this one's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. The future of classic rock. We're, put, we're approaching an age where... Shit we heard 10 years ago may or may not one day be on a classic rock station. Okay. So my question to you is, what do you think is going to be on that future classic rock station? Okay. I, I have I actually have a song in mind. A song? I have a song that'll be on that classic rock station in 20, 30 years. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Well, let's Mr. Go. Brightside okay. is going to be on a classic rock station in okay. 20, 30 years. Mr. Brightside. Okay. By uh, the Killers. I was, well, if you, well... If it's a broad thing, because you know, uh, like twenty years, like new metal would be considered a classic rock if you think, <laughs> if you think about it. But this isn't even Aborigines grindcore. Yeah, because it's like and nobody can tell me that metalcore is worse than like glam rock, and that still gets radio play. You know what I mean? You can't tell me that. Uh, but uh, well, if that I mean, you put like early Maroon Five work on there. Oh, that's a good one. Because they were like, like I child. I stand by this that Maroon Five used to be actually like very very good like they were a legitimate oh, a legitimately really good act before they went all pop and bullshit on us but um yeah I could I could see them on there um because you're gonna have like those like the drive kind of state well it's it's funny that we say that we ask about classic rock and the future of classic rock when there's no like modern rock at least here. There's no even like modern rock. Uh, I think Rise Against would definitely be on that yes, station. Yes, I could see that. Yeah, because you said there's no modern rock here. They're probably the face well, of what's left of yeah local modern rock. Yeah. Um, who else? What could I put? Oh, I mean, like Avenged Sevenfold will get play. I yeah. think that's kind of a given. Um, if they're not already on a classic rock station, <laughs> you know, anything uh, after City of Evil or before City of Evil, I guess, would be considered old too enough. Too heavy, bro. Yeah. Too. Uh, but um, let me think. Um, shit. Put you could fucking put Greta Van Fleet on fucking classic rock right now because they sound <laughs> exactly like fucking Zeppelin. Um, you could put Corn on there and like Slipknot and 
um, Lincoln Park, early Lincoln Park, and stuff there like that. You know go. what I mean? Um, because yeah, I, I just thought it was a pretty cool question because, you know, we kind of grew up with this stuff. And yeah. It doesn't feel like it was so offspring. far long ago. Right. Oh. Yeah, oh, offspring oh. would be on Classic Rock. There we go. Yeah. I haven't heard. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> going to go home and listen to some offspring. Creed. <laughs> They'll be there. But, yeah, man, you know, just kind of. It's weird because my dad grew up listening to a lot of the bands that are on classic rock stations now. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, we're going to get to that point and we're going to be like, oh, I remember I remember when the Killers had three albums out, bitch. What do you know about Samstown? <laughs> you know, st- stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be gotcha. like, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I remember when Rise Against was the uh, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I remember the, I was, uh, me and Adriano, because we were looking at uh, like most annoying songs. It was like a Watch Mojo's Top 10 or whatever. And a song came up, and I'm like, it's funny that this song came up because I remember this is, I could pinpoint this song exactly to when I stopped listening to radio music, and it was uh, Timber by Pitbull and uh, Ketchup. Well, I, that, that moment, I'm like, I am no longer listening to radio <laughs> no music. No So like, I don't even know what's going on. I think, what is that, 2012 or something like that? I don't even know what's going on after anything, after like 2012. I don't I don't even know what's going on in the radio anymore. So yeah, uh, you heard it here first. Mr. Brightside is going to be the face <laughs> of classic rock in 30, 40 years. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, the Killers have some good songs. They'd be Mr. Brightside. They have some good albums. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Panic at the Disco-ish is kind of poppy slash rocky. Yeah, I'll probably be on there. I'm not really a big fan, but I admit the man has talent. A very early fallout boy would be out yeah. on there. Yeah. I could see that. Um Cause it's like it's trying to find. Cause you have to find the stuff that stuck. You know what I mean? You can't put stuff that was like a, like a, like a, like a what's that called? Like a phase, you know? And yeah, I. So you mean to tell me that Crunk Core is not gonna be on? No, we're not gonna talk about that, Gabe. God damn it! (laughs) All right, let's move on. All right, okay. uh, To Kill Achilles, you listened to it? I did. Uh, The new single Venom. We talked about it. I did a couple of times now. Mm -hmm. How do you like it? I like it. I definitely seem that being as an ocean comparison, not as. Melod- I wouldn't say melodic. Yeah, not as not the word. Not as poetic. Yeah, but a lot more of the hardcore stuff. And that's because like uh, the thing I I dislike about being as an ocean is that spoken word shit that they kind of throw in the middle of their songs. And I get it, you know that it's, it's part of their song. It's part of their message. It's also kind of part of their sound at this point. And I like being as an ocean, but uh, it can get. I feel like it. It, it does get in, in the realm of pretentious. You know what I mean? Like. Let me instead of let me just stop the song and give you my poem, and then let's start the song again. It's like, but this band does not have that problem. And um, listening to other stuff, I think I listened to. I think it's called Existence is the album like before a couple years ago. I like it, man. Oh, uh, the one they dropped in 2013. Yeah, that, that one. like six seven song EP. Yeah, very that, good. I like that. Yeah, they're. Um, I, I'm hoping they're dropping something this year with the drop of that single and it sounds like they're only getting heavier yeah so i'm excited it's good um but they like i said they have like kind of those those strong lines that being as an ocean has that kind of stick with you you know what i mean so um it's gonna be interesting yeah check them out if you haven't and you told well a quick history on this because you you said this band's been around for quite some time they've been around for almost 10 years i've never heard of them before this so yeah i i because i'm I'm convinced there's no way that these guys don't have like real jobs because if you look at their like discography, there's like a big gap in there. Are they like a? I mean, it's like are they like a super group or something? Maybe I don't. I don't. I don't know if they're a super group. If they are, then I, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Me. Yeah, I don't know because like when you say like you said, oh, they only they've been around for ten years. I'm like, what? And I looked at them like they only got like three albums. Like 
That's like something the supergroup would do. They would release an album every now and then. Yeah. Not like when they want to. But like I couldn't recognize anybody. It's got music's got to be their part time thing, man. Yeah, I guess. I mean, whatever. Cool. It, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Check them out. It's good stuff. Uh, it's a good song to bump. Yep. In addition to new songs, let's talk about the Fever's new song, Trigger. I actually haven't listened. I downloaded. It. I have not listened to this yet. It's very good. Yeah. Um, Jason Allen Butler makes a statement, uh, as you know, as he always does. Mm-hmm. And I think this song came out at a very good time mm-hmm. with all these shootings going on and blah blah blah, and. His whole Facebook post was, they didn't hype this up, whatever. Just on a Wednesday, they're like, hey, listen, like, I'm not here to give you my opinion. I'm not here to try and sway you. I'm here to tell you that maybe it's time to sit down and talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, here's the song. It's a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you expect from this super group, essentially. Yeah. And it, it's a fucking, wow. Cool. So this is probably one of those they played live. But I imagine, released. yeah. Um, check it out It's very good So very are they gonna um, Obviously they're gonna Release an album at some point Is it gonna be Based stuff that they already Released Tack on a couple more songs And then release it again Or I don't think that'd be A bad idea That's what uh, Shinoda did anyway Right Yeah He had that Three but he, song EP But he did three songs Yeah that's the difference He had three songs Well they had like What six seven on that um, Yeah they had six or seven I think if they put Six or seven more on there It could be a full album Yeah I guess Cause you Man you know damn well That Let Live albums Feel like forever sometimes Yeah that's true So they, It's cool man If they if they put it out there, they put it on vinyl, you know, with a couple more songs, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. I ain't upset. Speaking of which, uh, so I brought this up to you because I saw it at uh, Half Price Books. Ooh, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> Iowa. Uh, they have a few copies. It's about a hundred bucks. And you said that it's actually a pretty good price for Iowa on vinyl. Yeah. It's not a bad price. I've seen it go for uh, the most I've ever seen a copy goes for like 280 bucks. Uh-huh. So a hundred bucks isn't bad. You going to try to pick it up? Uh, no. And here's my reasoning. One. I um, it obviously their best album in my opinion. Their heaviest. Let's let's keep it at that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But with you. but here's the thing, I have um, antler or antennas to hell, which is their weird compilation of it's their best of yeah. everything from day one to psychosocial. Yeah, or I'm sorry, all hope is gone. Same, everything same from difference. those albums, <laughs> and everything that I would have wanted to pick up that vinyl for you know that's off of iowa mm-hmm. i can already have it on antennas to hell that makes sense so don't get me wrong i'd love to buy it and sell it but that's just work and yeah you know fuck that i i kind of have all my slipknot needs and the two albums that i own yeah so that's cool yeah um it, definitely if you're interested though and this is like one of those i need these hundred bucks is pretty much a steal yeah half price books no less and they have like six copies and all like they're all wrapped up still and all that, so huh? That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know why, but I, st- I enjoy sh- like stores like that that have because they have the disc replay, which I went I like walking into because it feels like you're walking into like an old time. It feels like straight out of the '90s. Yeah, like a rental store, uh, and they have like all the cool stuff and like N64s and shit that you can buy and some good stuff. And then I walked down the street to uh, the Half Price Books, and it was like this is cool too because it's you know books that people have not have no use for and all that good stuff they actually had like a ten dollar was it a ten dollar book on norse mythology i thought well i have to fucking pick that shit up because well hype. we went to some some like vintage stores and some used bookstores and my girlfriend went crazy i think she bought nine books by the time the trip was over and yeah like, it's gonna last you for the rest of your lifetime <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've read nine books in the past five years shit, I, i'd stretch it out to ten shit <laughs> for me at least fuck what's the last book i read adriana I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. 
because I started to read the new John Green book, but the main character annoyed me. So no, well, welcome to most John Green books. No, well, not even not even that because like um, she's like mentally ill. So like, and I, I actually he actually did a great job in that regard because and it makes me sound like a shit person because he wrote it from her perspective and like he actually kind of went down that rabbit hole that her thought like her thoughts go to. So like he did a really excellent job, but like she annoyed the fucking shit out of me. So a uh, quick segue while we're on the topic of Slipknot. Yesterday is the 14th anniversary of Subliminal Versus mm-hmm. Volume Three. Mm-hmm. Then, 14 yo, years ago, and we just came up on the anniversary of Paul dying too. So that's crazy, bro. Yeah, that's 14 crazy. years ago that album dropped. That was that was probably the album that got me into him the most. Really? Because I started off the first piece I ever heard was Wait and Bleed on the radio. That's everybody. That's yeah. when you know. I feel like that's everybody. Right. <laughs> but that, that's like that's when you know the radio was still good because they were playing Wait and Bleed, and um. So, you know, I listened to that. I was like, wow, this is good. And then my buddy bought me the 9.0 live CD, which is probably one of the best live acts ever. I have one, well, one major, major problem with that album. And a major problem with that whole era of Slipknot. Corey's mask did not allow him to utter out a single oh, no. coherent word. I'm sure the alcohol didn't help either. Oh, that definitely didn't help. But, like, the mask was so, would muffle his voice so much. That's my only, my main, main problem with Still that. Still, great oh, live action. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it pumps. Um, so, yeah, and then Volume 3 was kind of like the natural progression. Yeah. Because I just went backwards from that point. Yeah. Listen to that. Um, you know, spent a lot of time just re-listening and re-listening. Because it was good. Yeah. It wasn't overly heavy or overly obnoxious. And then eventually worked my way down to Iowa and self-titled. And then All Hope came out. How, what? Okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question. And this wasn't on the notes or anything like that. But what about Slipknot broke into the mainstream? Because they are a, a, when they first broke out, they were a violently heavy band that had a lot of screaming, unclean vocals that that shit does not play on the radio <laughs> nine times out of ten. So how does how did they get how did they get there? You know what I think it is. I think uh, Corey actually put it best, or was it Sean? One of them was saying like, when we put on those masks, we're not people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just animals on stage, mm-hmm. and we don't. You know, for those two three hours, we. We like almost black out, and then when we take them off, we're just you know people again. Sean and Corey, yeah. And I think it's the nine of them kind of coming together and making something so like monumental, yeah. In like the whole scene of should I even say rock music? They mm-hmm. they would you know go as far as that, and I think it was that that people were like, this isn't just your abnormal. I'm sorry, this isn't just your average heavy, stupid band of because you've had Cannibal Corpse, yeah, almost ten years at this point, yeah. And, you know, when this came out, people were like, wow, these guys have a lot of talent, a lot of passion, and, you know, a lot of emotion to just kind of convey. And, you know, I mean, you've heard the first album. You've Mm -hmm. heard self-titled. It's wow. Mm -hmm. So I thought I think it was a combination of that. It's just weird because, like I said, you don't bands usually don't break. That's not like that. Don't break into mainstream like they did. Right. You don't hear something like, I don't know, Parkway Drive on the radio. Yeah, that's my point crazy uh and i think the mask has a lot to do with it not so much in the the sense that like you said it kind of takes into a different world but very marketable you put that on a, on a on a cover of a magazine people are gonna buy it well I'd, I'd go even farther than that look at mushroom head nowhere near as successful that's true that's a good point you know and they had that beef for a while there yeah and i don't know some something something slipknot and now they're quintessential yeah that's cornerstone of any good metal diet i agree with that that's just weird i don't know that's always a something a question that i've had for Many of people. So we're going to get into the games, Gabe. Oh, hang on, hang on. We oh. got some music recommendations to get oh. through. okay. Knock your band out first, because I want to talk about them. My band? Yeah, the one you told me to listen to. Oh, Convictions? Yeah. So, um, 
this is a band that I, because you know, like when you look on Facebook feeds and stuff like that, it's like, oh, new album coming out for this artist you may like because you like this artist. So I'm like, okay, fine. I listened to it, the the first song. I don't even know the name of the album. Hold on, let me pull that up real quick. Uh, that's not it either. Um, uh, my fault. I I listened to it and I immediately knew why you liked them. Yep. Uh, Hope for the broken by Convictions. Uh, I liked it. Uh, they have two singles out right now. Uh, this they bump, man. They're good stuff. Um, if you wish Dead Throne was more of a hardcore album, this yeah. might be the band for you. I'd agree with that. So, with this, it also kind of let me go down the rabbit hole of like mid-level like metalcore hardcore bands. So I went like downloaded some Obey the Brave and stuff like that. And like I don't know, man. I need something fresh because I feel like I get stagnant with like my music choices. I bounce between the kind of the same bands. If it's not Every Time I Die, if it's, it's Vanna. If it's not Vanna, it's parkway drive it's not parkway drive it's the architects that kind of thing you know what i mean so like i needed like a break in between so i needed uh like i'm like let me just find this album this it says similar artists let me just fucking download that shit so that's what i'm at right now um but yeah i enjoy it and i would 100 percent agree that there's some serious mic from tdwp on here when i, w- I was driving to work when i put it on mm-hmm. and i had to do a double take i was like what, <laughs> what? <laughs> and i had to like Look at it. I was like, "This okay. This isn't Mike. Mm-hmm. Okay, copy that." But it sounds very, very like that 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 Death Throne era. That Mike. screechy, you know what I mean? Like, ugh, I love it, love it, love very it. Very cool. It. Yeah. Well, I brought two bands this week. Cool. And I'm hoping to reignite that flame. Uh, the first one is a very old band. Uh, okay. Walls of Jericho. All right, cool. This band just fucking rocks left yeah. and right. Um, if you don't know them, Walls of Jericho is a hardcore band that's fronted by a woman. Yeah. Um, Candice, she's great. Lots of fucking stage presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know him, I recommend A Trigger Full of Promises. <sighs> what a banger. Yeah. Yeah. So check them out, man. They're good guttural screams and arm swinging and not, shit like that. Because Gabe's like, I don't know if you ever heard of these. He's like, you probably have. He's like, Walls of Jericho. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like, no. I didn't phrase it like that. I said, I got another band for you, but you've probably already yeah. heard of them because uh-huh. they've been around for so long. Yeah. Because like I feel like anything that came out like before like 2007 like yeah, you've, you've th- heard of it I've probably heard of it yeah <laughs> it's been around probably a long seen them open for someone yeah probably have I I don't know that's what, Jericho that's kind of a little a step outside of our our taste yeah just a little bit on the heavier check side check them out they've been established they got like seven albums yep they've been Can't around for any of them a long time and the other band um they're not freshmen to the scene because they do have their debut came out in 2015. But they did just drop an EP. Uh, this band is called Pride Lands. Okay. Check it out. Uh, if you need a song recommendation, any color you desire, or Machina, M-A-C-H-I-N-A, Machina, mm-hmm. whatever however you want to pronounce it. Uh, lots of good force behind this EP. Lots of love. Good production on it. I really do enjoy the production. Pride Lands, you said? Pride Lands. One word. Pride Lands. Uh, and the EP is called Any Color You Desire. Cool. Check that shit out. Uh, so before we move on, because uh, obviously we've talked about it many a times, but you know there are still summer tours that exist, right? And um, this one is kind of one that doesn't really appeal to my senses for the most part, but we're kind of running out of options, right? But this year's lineup is actually pretty good. So the Summer Slaughter Tour is happening this year, right? I don't know if you've you seen the lineup for this. Uh, I think I might have glanced at it. All right. So I'm going to go through this. Uh, we have some some good some good stuff here. And one of the bands you brought up actually is on this list as well. So uh, Between the Buried and Me is the headliner. So, again, we talked about <laughs> this before. Meh. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Born of Osiris. Cool, cool. Veil of Maya, which is actually like my Meh. middle tier uh, near like the top of my albums list last year. Uh, Era. Very uh, cool. The Agony Scene. Nice. Uh, nice. And there's a bunch of the smaller bands. 
I'm not even going to try that. Terror Universal. Goddamn these fucking deathcore bands. I can't read their shit. <laughs> uh, and, and Theos. Uh, they are coming here on a Tuesday, so I ain't going to go. But, um, hey, man, there's still stuff out there for people if they want to get some aggressive music during the summer. Uh, so, I don't know. It's something I wanted to bring up. I like Shit, like go that. just for Agony Scene. Yeah. Well, I like Veil of Maya, so... Um, you should probably give them another look because we were talking about who, what band were we talking about? You're like, oh, too gent for me, and then you listen to you're like, wow, it was fucking cool. Oh, um, after the burial. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're um, like, oh, too gent for me. Kid. So, so hear me <laughs> out. There's, they're good. Yes. I can't get into like all their stuff though. Okay. There's um the the last EP they dropped with the bonfire, that one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. All their other stuff is kind of meh, but I really do like that one. <laughs> um, I, I don't know maybe, maybe it's just the progression Yeah Cause you know If you show somebody Very old Every time I die Like first EP Couple first albums They're gonna be like This isn't good You know mm-hmm. I don't like this mm-hmm. So maybe it's just The way they progressed But I don't like Kind of their older stuff Have you, Did you listen to Veil of Maya's new shit? I I've, Veil of Maya has been a band That a lot of people Have recommended to me And I've always Kind of gave it a try Throughout the years And it never kind of clicked uh-huh. And then when we saw them Open for the Devil Wears Prada I wasn't really impressed. Mm. I wasn't like, oh my god, you know. And and my whole thing was thousand below blew, <laughs> yeah. blew me out of the water. Yeah. And their freshman band, while Veil of Maya has been around for a decade now, mm-hmm. and I didn't really, you know, at a home show too, I wasn't like, holy shit. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Maybe maybe give it a couple months, I'll take a look. But I gotta kind of get off that mindset. You know, I gotcha. Like, like you see a band live, and and then you're like, oh, yeah. Well, maybe their production and their studio work is great, but yeah. I don't know. I got gotcha. you. Remind me in like August. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> and I'll take a look. Will do. But yeah, so that's that's what is that music? Is that all we got? That's all we got. All right, cool. So we're getting to the games. All right. Uh, last week we took a, uh, a week off because we had some stuff to talk about. So we're gonna get back, hop back into the game game hype. And uh, Gabe, we'll let you get started this week. Uh, and what you got for the games? Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, throat cancer. But uh, next <laughs> oh, that's year's E3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Next year's E3. Talking about that? Yeah. We can move on. So, uh, yeah, E3. So, obviously, E3 is around the corner, right? It's a little late to, for uh, me and Gabe to take a trip to Los Angeles in two weeks, a week and a half. Uh, but I have made an executive decision. Uh, for all parties involved, that we will take a trip out to Los Angeles next year for E3 2019. All right? So I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, obviously, you seem pretty open to it. Uh, $250 for the Gamer Pass, and you're pretty much just a person who paid a lot of money to see everything like everybody else. Obviously, they have like credentials and stuff, but I don't think we fit because we don't have a business ID and stuff like that. You can get complimentary tickets, but like at that point, I think you're costing us more money than it would be just for us to get the tickets to ourselves and just go, you know? So, uh, how do you feel about it? Are you at all hyped? And yeah. Um, yes. Cause now with my kind of more free time, I'm starting to get back into gaming and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I am hyped, but the whole thing about E3 at the end of the day, E3 is just another one convention. Which is a good thing and a bad thing in a lot of its own rights. Um, me and Maddie have been to conventions. There's a lot of cool stuff you see, but then there's also a lot of pieces of shit people and just stuff you don't want to deal with. And and people, did I mention people? Yeah, people. <laughs> and that's number one. And number two, it's essentially like the half hour of trailers you see before the actual movie. Mm-hmm. 
stretched into three days. Yeah. So I am excited because you're going to see a lot of cool shit. A there. lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff. A lot of, you know, fans, a lot of cosplay, all the good stuff that comes with it, but also the negative. Yeah. Also the negative. Because like when you, when you pay from the perspective, like, I don't know, but like if you watch G4 back in the day when they had like the E3 like roundup, right? Like you get all the cool shit. You don't have to, but you don't have to wait in line. You don't have to be bumping into people. Exactly. You didn't have to watch the maybe the fifteen to ten, you know, the twenty trailers that you didn't care for for games you didn't care for at the same time. So I do see that, but I think it would be kind of fun just to kind of fucking dedicate. Just to say we did it, yeah, just a dedicated weekend to be like, or in the middle a week to be like, hey man, let's just fucking watch it and go through all the fun stuff. And because I guess sure there will be some really cool shit next year. Uh, piggybacking off of that because uh, the uh, CEO of Sony has said, stated that the PS4 is coming to the end of its life cycle, right? Um, that they're going to be moving on to the next big thing, which is, I guess, it's safe to predict that it will be the PS5, right? I think that's fair I to say. I feel bad for the dude in the design <laughs> office that's trying to distinguish the S from the 5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor guy. But, um, yeah, right? I just thought about that. <laughs> that sucks. But, yeah, so he said that's coming near the end of life cycle. I mean, that could be two years from now, three years from now, but... I think it means that we're going to start revving up towards the end, right? Um, and with that, I wanted to bring up this conversation because I think it is important. Do you? Th- because I think uh, that was relatively soon, right? I think because what the PS4 came out, what fourteen, right? Thirteen. Yep. Um, and what is that? Five years or whatever? Six years that they're going to have this life cycle end? And I felt like the PS, what's it called? The PS3 lasted forever, and then PS2 lasted even longer than that. I felt like. Um, do you think it's important for both companies to? flip at the same time as far as like moving on to the next generation because xbox has said nothing so okay far. so my whole thing with competition is that now xbox kind of has to has to force its hand yeah because people are gonna be like oh sony's you know you got people like you over here the sony fanboys yeah They're like oh playstation sony's doing very um what's the word i'm looking for new stuff and yeah being very like you know you know and they're just gonna be drooling all over sony and then Microsoft's just going to be like, well, we don't see the need for, you know, hypothetically speaking, we don't see the need for a new console. And people are going to be like, oh, Microsoft is living in the past, Microsoft. And I think it's just a big piss show. Yeah. Because really, you should be playing on PC because you upgrade your machine whenever you feel like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You upgrade your machine when the games you're playing start to stress it and start to slow you down. Yeah. You upgrade on your own terms, not on their terms. Yeah. And I think it's kind of asinine. And I think, because I, I never buy my consoles new or the year they come out, simply because of price. Mm-hmm. My whole thing, I don't want to ever pay full price for anything, mm-hmm. right? And so my my next thing now is like, well, fuck it. Why wouldn't I just not get cable? Mm-hmm. And why would I just not switch over to the PC gaming world? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, your PC is a multifaceted tool. You could use it for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Where at the end of the day, your PS your PlayStation, your game console is one, your game console and two, your Netflix machine, you know, yeah. your, your TV streamer. So it, it kind of comes down to that. Like uh, how many times are you, are you going to force this, force your fan base to spend another 500 bucks mm-hmm. and just, you know, you know, I just feel like this is the shortest gap we've had. Like I, it definitely feels like it. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe, I don't know. Time goes by faster for me now. Um, and obviously when you're a kid, you know, time is relative and how old you are. But um, I feel like it came soon. Like I said, this could be two or three years out. We'll, we'll put it around the eight-year mark, which I guess kind of makes sense. But um, 
I think it's interesting that he publicly said that they're going to be moving on. For me, it's going to be whether PlayStation 5 is backwards compatible with 4. Because if it's not, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) What were you going to possibly come out with that it's going to, you know, Mm. force my hand like that? And it's not, and what, like, yeah, I read some like threads about this and people are like stressing out about it. It's like, well, for the next couple of years, we got some games lined up still. So they're not going to be like happening. It's not happening tomorrow. You know, right. I mean? it's not like there's a desert yeah. in front of us. So it's not going to be happening tomorrow. We're going to have plenty of time to you know, enjoy what we have left. But um, I just feel like like what you kind of said, uh, it's kind of forcing Xbox's hand because that advertisement writes itself. You know what I mean? Uh, like the guys at Microsoft are probably ripping their hair out right now. Yeah. Like, Fuck. Shit. Yeah. We got to come out with the but, Xbox too. But also it kind of feels like, well, we had the PS4 and then we had the PS4 Pro. So that's essentially a 4.5, right? And now it's like, well, we're moving on now. It's like, well. Well, even before the Pro, because the Pro was a big jump. Yeah. You had a couple variations of the, the PlayStation. Because yeah. you had the PlayStation, you had the Slim, and you had the one with the bigger memory mm-hmm. come out in between those two. And then, you know, I'm not even counting all the special with yeah. the game versions and shit mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, how many times can you possibly improve upon it before you just say, well, fuck it, it's going to be better to just make a new one? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but that's why I have dangerous territory of the like the the point fives come out and that like like the Scorpio for the Xbox and shit like that. Like why? You know what I mean? Like commit to it. You know, commit to. Your, if, I mean, obviously the the technology will be out of date pretty soon, but commit to it. You know what I mean? Play refine it, refine it, make it the best you possibly can, and then move on. You know what I mean? But now it just feels like uh, with these half steps is just taken away from people. I feel like, but it is what it is. What can I say? But uh, yeah. I just thought that was something that was interesting moving forward. Uh, so Battlefield 5, I don't know if you saw this this trailer yet, right? Underwhelming. Underwhelming, you thought so? Absolutely. People are shitting bricks on how it looks, right? Like, it looks great. Which is typical of Battlefield games, I feel like. Like, it looks fucking awesome because the guys at DICE know what they're doing. They know how to design a fucking game, right? But, um, yeah, I would say it looks, it's just, it looks like Battlefield, man. Like, it looks like Battlefield. And they're going to going to World War II. Um, cool. You know, it would really make people shit bricks. Continue the Bad Company series. Yeah. And that's that's how you go forward with Battlefield. Because now Battlefield's getting into the rut of Call of Duty. Yeah. We're going to drop a new one every year. Because last year it was Battlefield 1. Mm. Now I got Battlefield 5. So now are you going to have two producers make God no. ba- the main Battlefield and the retro Battlefield? And- well, I don't know how I know that won't happen, though. Huh. EA simply won't allow it. <laughs> thank God, thank God for EA on that one. The only time I'll ever give you EA credit. We'll see. They're gonna want their hand in that honey pot. Quit playing. You know what I mean? We will see about that. One. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. It looked like I said, it looks fucking awesome. People are freaking out because the girl's on the cover, right? Whatever. Yeah, what the fuck ever. Um, yeah, whatever. But and it's not like there there was females that were like there. You know what I mean? They, maybe they weren't active, active, but they were there. They were like nurses or some shit, but come on now. Really? Really, people? But yeah. So I think we might have talked about this before because obviously with uh, the SNES Classic and stuff like that that came out and the NES Classic, uh, I guess there's some talks already to move on to the N64. And I wanted your opinion on it. Uh, what games you would feel would have to be included in that? Um, Mario 64, obviously. Kind of the big one. Um... Shit, you know, I'm trying to think of like what brings that 64 classic experience back, but a lot of these 
games were cross-platform, aside from like the Nintendo exclusive ones. Mm-hmm. So the only one that, that I'm like, yeah, you have to is Mario 64. All these other ones could be really, you know, um, what's the word? subjective at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Uh, that's pretty much it for me, man. Bring back the Mario Karts, bring back Mario 64, and um, the game where you smash stuff with the monsters. Rage? No, it wasn't Rage. Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. And that, that was like the 64 for me, dude. Really? That's that's kind of the most out of that I got out of it. Really? Oh, and Mario Party. Totally forgot about Mario Party. Well, maybe that's just a different in uh, era. Maybe. Because... I'm like, wow, I was thinking about, I'm like, oh my God, give me like Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, give me fucking GoldenEye, give me fucking oh, GoldenEye. Super Smash, give me fucking um, WWF No Mercy, like, I don't know, maybe like I guess it's just different, Banjo-Kazooie, I don't know, that's weird, different yeah, perspective. But, but but here's my thing though, why bring back Smash when the new one's, it, it's better and it's just, you know? Nostalgia. Eh. Oh, nostalgia fucking does a lot, bro. You know, nostalgia has paid for the last two consoles for crying out loud. I, I could see fake consoles. I could see Goldeneye, but do we really need another Smash game, especially that we just got a new one announced? It'll for sure be on there. Uh, just download an emulator. Over <laughs> <laughs> Mario Tennis, man. Put Mario Tennis on that. I'm pick. gonna stop you right there. <laughs> What's our next topic? Sir? All right, so we got our, um, you know. The No Names game. We're going to get, get moving. Oh, you, cool. It's my turn yeah. for movies, right? Yes, sir. Let me pull up my list. <sighs> okay. Are you ready? Yep. So this is arguably the worst movie in this franchise. It is a movie about a former professor turned explorer. And in this movie, the professor makes contact with... Aliens. Oh, uh, King, uh, Kingdom of Crystal Skull or whatever. Yes, uh, sir. Indiana Jones. Uh, this movie is about filming a movie in Vietnam, except they get caught up with some real Vietnamese drug lords. And there's real death going on. Deer Hunter? What? Deer Hunter? No. Comedy. It's a comedy movie. Oh, is this um, Tropic Thunder? Yes, sir. Okay. Next one. This is arguably one of the okay. best movies in this franchise with this actor. And the main... Um, the main kind of duel between the character and the villain revolve around a card game, a game of poker. Oh, uh, Casino Royale. There you go. Um, this is a boy. This is a movie about a two young children in World War II Germany. A very sad movie, and these two children are very different. They're like worlds apart right here, and they don't understand the true evils of the world. And when something bad happens to one of them, the other realizes that hey, we're on the shitty team. I know she knows it. I don't think I don't think I see this, I saw this movie. You don't think you saw it? I don't think I seen this movie. All right, so we'll pass on that one. I know. I think she brought it up before. This is the original movie that spawned its recent Netflix sequel slash prequel slash weird thing that it just did about aliens in New York City. Big monsters, New York City. Uh, shit. The last one revolved around a game, a mental game between the people who were living inside this cramped space. You've seen it. You did a review on it. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> You've seen it. The commercial came out. Actually, the whole movie dropped when the Super Bowl was on this year. Oh, um, fuck, 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 fuck. Cloverfield? Yes, no. sir. Okay. This. I was watching. <clears throat> okay. 
is a movie with the original Big Green Guy. And by original, I mean the modern original Big Green Guy. And he fights a slightly different shade of Green Guy. And they're both big and they break stuff. Uh, wait, wait. That was a really convoluted way of explaining that game. Uh, he's big, he's green, and you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Oh, the Hulk? The, the Incredible Hulk? There you go. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the one you missed was the boy in the striped pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, yeah, she saw that, yeah. Fun fact, all these movies are 10 years old. Oh, okay. So that was nice. kind of my theme for this week. Ah. So Crystal Skull, Traffic Thunder, Casino Royale, Boy in the Striped, Cloverfield, Incredible Hulk, all turned 10 this year. Interesting. Yeah. Casino Royale's 10 now? Yeah, think about it. Fuck. And it still holds up phenomenally. Fuck, that makes me feel old. All right, so I don't have any, like, I don't have a whole lot of agree or disagree. I have three, but I think there's some really good conversation points in here, and I wanted to discuss. This is rock and roll. All right, so agree or disagree? Jonah Hill is one of the only actors who can pull off both serious and funny roles left that we have today. Disagree. Who do you, okay, who, who else you got? I think Channing Tatum can do it. Successfully pull off both roles. Successfully. He yeah, can pull absolutely. funny. He can't pull serious. He can definitely pull Name one good serious Channing Tatum movie. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> I will get back to you on that. Um, What about Leo? DiCaprio? He's not funny, though. He's not a funny. He can't, he's been in movies where he is funny, but he's not like in a comedy movie. Name one comedy movie Leo's been in. I don't know, man. Wolf of Wall Street is fucking hilarious. It's funny, but it's not a comedy. Hmm. I think there's an abundance. <coughs> abundance. <laughs> I told you, man. I'm in and out today. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mouse today. Um. Shit. I don't think Jonah Hill can do serious. He's been in like critically acclaimed serious movies. He's been Moneyball. You know, Moneyball was like a really well received movie. He was also, I guess, kind of a serious role. He was also in Wolf on Wall Street. It was kind of serious. Um. He's been he's been doing some stuff. I, I don't I don't see him, man. Huh? War Dogs. That was funny no, too. No, War, War Dogs is fucking hilarious. That was funny too. But actually, no, it wasn't hilarious because the movie was real. That marketing team was. Let's not get into it. Yeah, I like the movie. It wasn't a comedy at the end of the day. Yeah, um, they definitely pictured it that way, but it was more serious than yeah, what they thought. But you cut movie. What about Terry fucking Cruz? Okay. Yeah. Would okay. you agree on that? I mean, I don't, what serious movie has Terry Cruz ever been in? What serious movie has Terry Cruz ever been in? You're making this difficult. What's your next fucking talk? <laughs> That's my point. Uh, so the crow, sh- the crow should never be remade. I think there's a lot of mystery and bad juju surrounding the crow. 100. percent So for, <laughs> for the sake of the production team and all the actors involved, don't, I don't come near that movie. I 100 percent agree on that. Um, the crow is like it might. The movie might actually be about something real. Is what I'm terrified. Yeah, of. I got you. Um, I I argue you shouldn't have even had sequels because the sequels were god awful. Uh, and I, like you said, they, that's just bad, bad juju. You, like, you just want to remind our audience what happened to the lead. So the lead role was Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son. All right, um, who for all like a, like you know purposes, everybody assumed was going to be like the next big thing, right? Which I think is fair to say, right, for the time. Absolutely. Um, somehow, some way, in some extreme, this unfortunate event ended up catching a, a real bullet or lodged a lodging of a real bullet. In his chest during the filming of a movie where he was supposed to have a blank shot at him, right? Uh, you could say Chinese Mafia. I'll say that also killed Bruce Lee too, but that's besides the point. Um, so that's what ended up happening, right? He died on set. 
when his career was literally about to just take off into the stratosphere like his father's. Um, so that's what happened. Uh, they had, what, two or three other movies? Two movies, three movies after the fact that all sucked. Um, you know, but they're all talking about Moa playing the new the new one and, you know, the new Eric Draven. Do you want him to die? No, I don't. That's my <laughs> point. That's why I should never be remade. A, I mean, I think the movie would have been extremely well received had he not died anyways because it was a good movie. You know, the first Crow was legitimately good. Um, but now, like you kind of said, with the kind of that bad vibe, you know, you have to kind of stay away from it, I feel like. And I feel like they've been talking about remaking this movie since fucking... <laughs> since the first one? Yeah, since the first one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would stay from far away. I'd agree with you on that one, 150%. All right, so this is something that I know you, you like the, the franchise, but... I feel like it's lost in the shuffle quite a bit. Not because, you know, okay, I'll just say it. Assassin's Creed is great in idea, but poor in execution. Um, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed since Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did like everything up to that point. Recently, I I hate to pass judgment on things I haven't actually tried, uh-huh. but the movie was garbage. Yeah. A um, couple of the last games didn't get great reviews. Wasn't well received by the community. I mean, you know how Ubisoft can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really subjective. I think, I think it's a phenomenal idea. Yeah. Uh, but especially into the whole aliens and multi pope thing and what the fuck. And yeah, man, I wouldn't say poor execution. I would say mediocre execution. It's kind of on par with how the Purge is done. Yeah. Where you're like, wow, this is a great idea. Why hasn't it? You know. But Assassin's Creed has gotten a lot more notoriety and a lot more positivity in the fact. That's my point. Well, like I feel like when you write that on paper, someone's like, "Wow, that's fucking amazing." You need you need a good team behind anything. Yeah, my my point is like, there's not like love and care put into these things anymore. I feel like, well, you know, they're cranking them out. Yeah, and right. That's a problem. Yeah, I mean, um, and I, granted, I know they because they were on that schedule of every year they would bust out a new game, which is essentially you're just reskinning something. You know what I mean? Uh, the last one I played in full was three. And I got by halfway through it. I liked it. I, but, like, you could plug that shit into anything, right? You plug that, that whole storyline. The whole anything. game engine, really. Yeah, yeah, into anything. And I don't know. Because, like, you could say, like, from a, a certain standpoint, you could say, like, Watch Dogs was, like, Assassin's Creed in, the, like, modern times. Because essentially that's what it was, right? Because he was, like, a guy who was, like, undercover, like, lay low kind of a deal. And he would kill people for, like, his own means. Um, and that's kind of, like, the whole point. You, they took that engine and plugged it into something else entirely. And it's just very easy to do that. And uh, it should have been every single game in the franchise should have been like game of the year material. And I think like the first two, I think it's fair to say that were right. Um, the first one was not. The second one was definitely. You don't think the first one was good? No, I think the first one was boring and repetitive. Okay, I can see. I definitely agree with that. Number two was the one where like people were like, wow, we should take this seriously. I think, um, I think well, piggybacking off, I think the first one Based on concept, got the accolades that it got. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I definitely But agree two with that. was when the audiences were like, wow. Wow. Yeah. I remember that was the first game I owned on the 360. Mm-hmm. And me and me and my pops would sit down every day after I got home from school and he'd watch me play it. Mm-hmm. He was that like entertained by everything. He was into it. Was it the, was it the, the history of it all that he liked? Yeah. It, w- it, was, it was a great, great looking game. Yeah. It played great. And the story was pretty, pretty good. Yeah. And I think that kind of speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I will agree with that one. Agree with that one. All right, cool. So that's the three I got. I think that they're pretty good talking points. 
thought they were fun. Uh, what else we got? I think is that is that it, Gabe? We are wrapping up. Is that what we got? Cool. So, what are you jamming right now? Uh, well, still bumping some Sworn in. Uh, Pride Lands that's been getting me through the week in Walls of Jericho. Mm-hmm. So nothing really new out there. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah. All right. So I dug up Old Bless the Fall. All right. I've uh, been doing a little bit of that. The Chariot. Nice, bro. The fucking Chariot. I'm not listening to Long Live. It's like uh, I think it was coming near the end of their life. Oh, did you do your Tony Hawk for the week? Oh no, I I did not actually. I was my. I did. Team. I'm gonna go over my my four songs. To be fair, I had six last week, so, or the the pre pre priors. That is fine with me. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do my four, and then we'll we'll do our sign off. I think you'll enjoy these four. So going into the playlist. <clears throat> so I wanted something very classic pop punk on there. So I went to Yellow Card. Thank you. The issue with <laughs> the issue is we've already had I think a song or three on Tony Hawk playlist. Yeah, but we haven't had this one. I put "Breathing" on there, mm. and I think that's a phenomenal Yellow Card song, and I'm mm. surprised it hasn't been used yet. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't be a Tony Hawk soundtrack without Less Than Jake, so I put uh, "Bomb Drop" off their last EP, which is great. Play, obviously, heard. playing it safe because they haven't had a new Tony Hawk game in quite some time. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so "Bomb Drop" off their last EP. Uh-huh. Um. This one was kind of unforeseen and kind of stumbled into my paws. It's a band called the Marmosets with a Z. Okay. I haven't heard of them before this. They just kind of came up on my shuffle. Uh, the song's called Major System Error. Mm-hmm. It's got that alt-pop kind of vibe, and I think we need that because we're not really into that scene, but you know it's there. It's, yeah. It has a presence. And then the last one, I wanted some emo rap in there, so I put some little peep, save that shit. And wow. <laughs> I think it's a good addition, man. Wow, I think it's a good addition. You know uh, what's what's the bass player's name from Amity Affliction? That one, yeah. What about him? He looks like Little Peep. <laughs> Does he? Hang on. Pull up a picture. Pull up a picture of him recently. What is his name? I I don't know the dude's name. I, I don't know names like you do, unless like I really, 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 really like the band. Uh, so what have you been jamming to? Oh, uh, like I said, I was going through all that. Uh, what else? That have I downloaded? Like I said, Obey the Brave. Aaron Stringer does not look like Little Peep. He does not. No. Really? Not not one bit. Really? You don't think so? No. Really? He's very tame. <laughs> but I'm saying, but like, kind of with the blonde hair and he has tattoos on his neck. I think. Yeah. You you could you could say the dude from Neck Deep looks like this. I mean, he does. I, you could say Sam Carter looks like. This Maybe he deep. does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Uh, what else? I think that's all. I'm been jamming. Really watching playing game. Because I know you've had a little bit more free time these days. Um, Siege. I've been playing some ranked. Ooh. Um, what is your rank, Gabe? Silver three. Silver three. I I wasn't upset because I was like, fuck, dude, I'm going to play as Copper. And I was doing really well the first couple of matches. I was like, yes, yes. And then the last four, five, it was just a fucking tailspin into yeah. oblivion, dude. Yeah. I was like, you know what it was? It was a combination of my fault because I'm not going to deny that. I'm not the best player out there. But it was a combination of that, poor timing, getting smurfed into <laughs> holy hell. And then the last two games I played, yeah. we started off with a full team, and then it was down to three of us. And at one point, it was three of us playing on consulate, just holding down the fort. And I'm like, this is not going to go over well, yeah. especially on ranked. Maybe on casual, you get away with people fucking around and you just you know pulling a win. But these people were just... Laser you know, focused. Yeah, and major focused and... You know, we we put up a fight, but at the end of the day, it's five v three. Yeah, yeah, it's it's 
It's a disadvantage. You know what? Actually, I wanted to bring this up before we, we sign off. So, um, so people are talking about how, obviously, the Chanka is the worst operator in the game, right? Okay. Fair to say. And people are thinking, thinking about ways to make him viable, right? Somebody's like, okay, you know, you can make the turret mountable, right? Which I think makes sense. Make uh, it a bipod man, so man, where you can mount it to counters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's one way to do it. Somebody's like, well, you just kind of give him his own turret that he can remote control and give him an LMG as his primary, which is exactly what they're doing with Maestro. So that's kind of that, like... <laughs> Maestro is the correction to, to it is, He is. But it's like, why not just get... You think it's just because he's a meme at this point and it just feels like maybe there's no reason to... That people will... I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Because if you rework Tachanka, you were effectively changing the meta again. Yeah. And we haven't even settled into the new one because people, you know, test server people are like, oh, dude, I got this. Yeah. But when we get the release of the new operators, we're going to be like, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. And then, you know, we're going to have to rework our entire play style. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be a pain in the ass. But then if they drop this Tachanka on us... It's gonna be crazy. I don't know, man. But I feel like I feel so bad for him. <laughs> people people don't play him because they actually like him. They play him ironically, and then do really well with him ironically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've seen some nasty Tachanka aces. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> those exist. I I think you're absolutely correct. Ubisoft is at that point where we're like, we didn't. I don't I don't know if they didn't think it through or if it just kind of came down to him being shit. Well, they they tried to improve him, but just it didn't work. You know. <laughs> I, I think it's at that point where they're like. There needs to be a worst. At least people love him. Yeah. I think they're at that point with the Chanka. Because, like, there was, not, like, no, like, like, he didn't have this, the, the backstory that he had, like, the whole Lord thing. And then they kind of implemented that into with the, the new skin. Yeah. It, with the, into the game and stuff where him, they called him, like, your highness and shit like that, which I think is kind of funny. But, uh, so yeah. I, I kind of hope they don't improve him. Yeah, just kind of leave if him. If you could win with the Chanka on your team. <laughs> You've and you that. are the enemy team. You've, you should salt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I, so now that you're playing ranked, uh, obviously I haven't got my rank yet because I feel like it's it's almost futile to play by yourself. Like, because even how no matter how well you do, like it's really based on how well your teammates do, right? You know, I've actually had some pretty solid communication with no mic. Okay, I've had some decent those, decent teamwork. Those that first half of games I played, people people were in that mindset where where they're like, I can't get away with not talking to them. So I'm going to at least gesture and mm. use the waypoint markers and, and shit like that. And it was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's the point where there's no communication where you're like, well, we're done. Yeah. We should hop in together then. That's yeah, we definitely should. That's something we should hop in and get done because I need to get my rank. And even though I think the season's coming to an end sooner, I think, right? Uh, yeah, you got a week to get your rank <laughs> before you reset the 10 again. Yeah, got to be that. Um, <laughs> I think I was like, like four and two or something like that. I had like a 14 kill rank game that i lost which i'm fucking still salty about which is i think i think it was the last one i played which i'm like you know what i'm not doing this to myself (laughs) uh but yeah so that's what you're playing then anything else um that's pretty much been it oh with rayman yeah yeah we've been playing rayman here so so you said it was a great game so like how does it work (laughs) like because it's a platforming game right obviously yeah you collect um uh they're called loom no looms is the currency you collect little teenies i think they're called teenies they're like the forest people. Okay. And they're like locked in cages, behind bars, stuff like that. And you go through the map and collect them. Oh. And the more you collect, the more realms you unlock. So we started with one realm. And we're like, oh, there's 10 levels. There's probably another two realms. It'll, you know, it'll last us some time. Holy shit, we are balls deep. There's so many fucking realms. And now we're like <laughs> way in over our heads. And we're like, where do we go? What do we... Rayman's Ubisoft, right? Is he Ubisoft? Yes, it is Ubisoft. So don't you, do you feel like he's kind of like an underappreciated kind of uh, an icon of gaming? Because I feel like now, he is. Now, yeah. Yeah. 
But 2010 Rayman was fucking big. Yeah. I remember playing Rayman, some of the earlier titles. Because I had like a couple of like um, like handheld, portable like Game Boy yeah. games that were like, wow, this like is Like I fun. said, it's free. Yeah. Download it. Well, it's still yeah. made. It's mm-hmm. a good game, game to play with somebody that's not up to speed with gaming, your significant other, your parents even. They can hold a controller. Mine can't. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. So but, yeah, we'll probably hop on that later tonight. And yeah, it's yeah. fun, man. Rayman's fun. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Uh, so that's all you got. Why you watching? That's all I got. Not watching anything. Uh, watching. Yeah. What? Watching. What? Watching. Am I watching anything? Yeah. Uh, what did we watch the other day? Oh, Evil Genius. I totally forgot. This is the documentary I told you about uh-huh. that happened in Pennsylvania. So quick little synopsis. It is a four-episode documentary about a bank heist that happened in Erie, Pennsylvania. That's so cool. Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. premise was that the dude had a bomb attached to his neck, and he robbed the bank. And so what makes this whole heist, this whole tomfoolery different, was that the bomb blew up and he died. So this documentary so investigates everyone and everything involved. It is a fucking phenomenal. It's a four-episode commitment. It's like two hours. Do you, do you get an answer? Do, do you get an answer? Yes. Okay. You get an answer, but you, you, you think you get one in episode three, because mm-hmm. episode three is called Confessions, uh-huh. where everybody kind of... Yeah. But you don't really get the true answer until you watch it all the way to the end. Because like, um, if we didn't get, like, I have to ask that question, because if I didn't get an answer, I would drive myself nuts and start looking into it and then try to find an answer. It, it's a really, really good... <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, okay. It's called Evil Genius. Check it out. Evil Another Genius. Netflix original. They're, the documentaries they've been cranking out solid yeah you're you're a netflix fan man i they've done nothing but good stuff for me in the past couple months yep. i got no complaints cool that what you got that's all i got so i've been uh watching uh, i watched joe rogan's triggered again nice that's his stand-up because it's just so goddamn good <laughs> it's so good uh playing mlb uh, a little bit of dragon ball when i get the chance when i want to dedicate myself to losing my mind uh i've dude i've hopped in rank and i just get my ass handed to me i'm like i'm gonna <laughs> learn god damn it happens. yeah i haven't won a game yet not, not even a round, Gabe. <laughs> I'm just getting my ass handed to me. But, you know, it is what it is. That's what I expect. Um, I don't think, like, I've knocked down a couple. Of, if I knock down a character, I'm fucking satisfied because these guys are fucking nuts. I don't understand, but I will. God damn it. But it is what it is. Uh, what else do I got? Um, I want to hop back into Siege. Like, that's my thing, especially with the new Opera Bridge coming out. And I'm going to have them. Might as well fucking play them, right? Uh, I'm really looking forward to playing Alibi. I feel like the, she's kind of the whole mental game, kind of that mental chess. Is this a fake? No. I think people, she's going to be really prevalent for casual. She doesn't bring anything to the team in at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I think in rank, she's not going to have as much of a presence as Maestro. Mm-hmm. But casual, you bet your fucking ass. It'll be fun, I think. You Good. got people playing Vigil, you bet your bottom dollar you're going to have people playing Alibi. Yeah, because I think uh, they have, um, I've seen, uh, what's it called, Varsity Gaming. He's kind of like, he's thrown like three in the same room and he's put himself in the same kind of stance. And you have to guess. And if you guess it, wrong, you die. <laughs> cool, cool concept. Yeah. Um, like I said, doesn't bring anything to the team at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If this was a free-for-all game, complete game changer. Yeah. But that's my prediction. Big for casual, uh, less of a presence you, or ranked. You know what the, the mistake they made with her? They should have they should have made her an attacker, and, but instead of having like stationary, they should have a, that you could send into a room, and then you have to guess as you're going into a room. Her revolver's fucking stupid, by the way. Yeah? Oh, yeah. No recoil on that thing. Ooh. <laughs> so, she, well, because uh, she seemed like she had a good SMG, too. So, maybe it's just the weapon. She's like a weapon's choice and, like, the thing's like a utility. Kind oh, of an operator. Kind of like Ella, really, at the end of the day. Well, Ella's fucking... Uh, Scorpion got that big nerf. 
So oh no, less bullets, <laughs> less bullets and recoil up because that thing had no fucking recoil at all. She's still broken. Yeah, well that's, that's a good point too, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna hop into siege, Gabe. We have to dedicate ourselves to doing it, and we gotta hop back into fucking smite because they updated that UI and it was fucking sexy. Cool, 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 cool. Yes, sir. So with that, uh, that's what is that seventy three, right? That is episode seventy three of the Second City Kids podcast. Yes, sir. So Twitter, Periscope, Snapchat, Tumblr, Reddit, that's Second City Kids, Instagram, Second City Kids, J. Uh, www.facebook.com slash second city kids also if you want to email us comments questions or concerns second city kids at gmail.com subscribe rate on itunes tune in radio stitcher radio spotify google play anywhere else podcasts are found all that good stuff uh, i actually got an email from podbean and we're actually gonna have a featured week coming up like far like <laughs> we're gonna get featured on the website but it's like down the road so uh, nice nice that's what people are subscribing for gabe that's wait. like buffalo soda. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so okay. Uh, no, we'll, we'll bring this whole thing full circle. You've you've tasted it. It's gone through your system. <laughs> I belched it out. You belched it out. It's wrapped all the way around. Its whole life cycle has come to an end. Kind of. I don't want to ask you when it comes out via P. I don't really need to know that. But <laughs> it hurts. Uh, how do you feel about your soda? I liked it initially. <laughs> Kind of finishing that half bottle was rough towards the end, though. I feel like you know what I felt like, like that, um, like the buffalo spice stacked. Okay. At the end, it didn't like wash away. I felt like it stacked. So at the bottom, I was like, "You got oh, one of them. Fuck. You got one of them stacking items, huh?" Yeah, I got a stacking item. <laughs> but out of seven, that's what we're gonna rate these things out of. Why? Because <laughs> I, I like it. Okay. Four out of seven. Okay. Four out of seven. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll see if I can get my hands on some more, and we'll we'll do these reviews. Just go to the Lesser Fixin website. I'm sure he has stuff that he can have. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. So yeah, that's the week, and we'll guys guys will as well. Was well, well, well. we'll see you next week. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Do this. <laughs>